The views and opinions expressed by the producers, hosts, and guests of Flash Black Radio do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Flash Black or its parent company. Listener discretion is advised. God'll probably have me on some real strict shit. No sleeping all day, no getting my dick lit. Hanging with the goody goodies, lounging in paradise. Fuck that shit. I like black tents, black hoodies. No, I wanna tote guns and shoot dice. No, you say, you say, you say, sitting in hell with the goody goodies. I like black tents and black hoodies. Is that what it is? Mm hmm. Well, hoodies, rhymes with goodies. What's up, people? (laughs) (laughs) This is shit you might have missed on Flashback Radio. We're starting with garbled lyrics from the late, great B.I.G., notoriously. This is T. Rich. Sitting to my direct left is... Lee Bennett III, a.k.a. Da Vinci Parks. Coming to us live from somewhere is... Hey, Savage. Hi, friends. Oh. Happy rainy Monday. Happy Although, rainy. It's probably any day but a Monday when y'all listen to this. So happy whatever day it is. It'll be raining. Yeah, they're in this area. Yeah. yeah, definitely. It's raining somewhere in the world. Yeah. It's also a happy hour somewhere in the world. Uh, it is. It's happy hour here. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a very accurate statement. Yes. Uh, today's date is July 30th, 2018. And... Of course, lots of things go on. Uh, we had some content that we were supposed to discuss a couple episodes ago or podcasts ago. We're going to get into that. But first, I would just like to uh, point out that it is, again, July 30th, 2018. And the United States government has missed the mandated time frame to return all the children that have been forcibly removed from their parents. Um, stop, stop, stop. What? There was never a plan to return them. I to realize their parents. that. Still they a- are going direct to crazy Christians who want to adopt foreign babies mm-hmm. next. Okay. I would still like to point out over 700 children have not been returned to the parents, although it has been ordered by the courts to do so. And I would just like to say, in a, a span of less than a week last year, a dog died in an overhead bin on a plane, and they were able to, they being Congress, were able to reach across the aisle and put forth the Wolf Act, the Welfare of Our Free Friends Act, and it's, you know, on the floor for consideration. So I just want to throw that out but there. But in positive news, three German pilots refused to fly and take off, and so they stopped people from being uh, deported out of Germany, and there was this. Swedish girl, a Finnish mm-hmm. girl, mm-hmm. a blonde girl from a Nordic country stood up on a plane <laughs> and refused to uh, allow them to take off. And she stopped the deportation from uh, four men in Afghanistan. Stopeness. Also in America's fucked up news, apparently the head of personnel at FEMA was hiring a bunch of frat brothers and hiring women <laughs> so that they could fuck them. Wow. Uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> going to have power. That's how you're supposed to use it. So, yeah, all of these. You know, managing them emergencies. You know, and, you know, he was fucking a couple of people and was basically like, 
Yeah, uh, he was hiring women from online dating sites and somewhere else. I don't know, Facebook or Instagram or something. Women who were completely unqualified, but like, yeah. Um, it's kind of like the president. You got to dig my. You got to dig my friend down. He's my frat. Isn't this kind of like the presidential model in a way, though? Yeah. Well, he definitely fits in with this administration because he already quit. <laughs> <laughs> they said well, he had an interview scheduled, and then he was like, "You know what? Actually, nah. I'm a. I'm a quit, and I'm not gonna answer the door when y'all knock." Probably so. for the best. You know, well, they'll forget about it in a month, though. Hashtag America, because there'll be something else yeah. going on. But back to the babies in cages, I read somewhere. And I'm not really sure how true it is because I wasn't in fact check mode. So we're just going to call it what it is. Um, a rumor on the Internet. The Internet is saying that um, apparently many of the kids who have been, um, you know, separated from their parents, their parents have been deemed ineligible. And once your parent is ineligible, you get to go in Texas. You get to go into foster care for six months. And then after that, you're eligible for adoption. Their parents have been deemed ineligible to get their kids back? Yes. Wow. And if no one comes to claim them within six months, then you are up for adoption. And they they can't come to claim them because... Because then legally you belong to somebody else and you will have had no legal advocate to say that, hey, I was separated from my mommy and my daddy and somebody out there actually loves me so much that they were trying to bring me to safety. Hmm. It's another day in Gilead. Under his eye. Um, On some more positive news, I'm going to give the air horn shout out to one LeBron James for... Uh, opening up his uh, new school initiative, the I Promise School. Uh, it is both elementary and secondary school. It is a partnership with the Akron, Ohio school system to help disadvantaged kids and their families. So it's not just a situation where you could come in on elementary school or I don't know if they're starting from ground zero and they're going to work all the way up to uh, 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 secondary school or if they're going to like you know, have both start at the same time. I'm not sure about that aspect, but the fact that they're also creating pathways for the members of the nuclear family household, the adults to also be able to do things like get GEDs and find pathways to uh, higher levels of education. So I think that's super dope. And that's something that might not necessarily feel an impact on it today per se, but in 10 to 15 years, I, I'm thinking that if this stays a course and they really like on point with this initiative, this could change that entire area in a number of ways by giving a lot of people who didn't necessarily have pathways to opportunity. I think it could do that. So that's what you want to do when you have like the position and the power and the ability to do so. So shout outs to LeBron James, King James, doing big things in his, in his neighborhood, in this community. It's been a while since we had a problematic person because so many people are problematic that we don't need special shout outs, but I'm giving a very special shout out. But you got to do the introduction, though. You got to do the this weekend. You haven't done it so long. Come on. Don't, don't be improper. This weekend, problematic ass people. She is actually a return problematic person, Miss Monique. Oh, wow. Okay. Who decided to. Go on the internet. She was probably on an interview somewhere and said, you know what? You guys, you got to stop being mean to Roseanne. That's my sister in comedy. She's not racist. She just said a thing that I'm sure she regrets. 
So I don't even know why people are acting up. You shouldn't be that way. What did she say? You talking about Roseanne or Monique? That's oh. what Monique said. Oh. About Roseanne. About Roseanne. Who made the comment about Valerie Jarrett uh, no, no. looking like somebody from Planet of the Apes. Friend with a Muslim, I think she said. Yeah, and then after the fact, she got in, you know, like sly, and then I didn't know she was black. And then she apologized last week on Fox News, trying to look sincere, and at the end of her sincere apology, told her that she needed to get a different hairstyle. I don't know how you apologize to somebody and then throw a jab at them right after that. So, uh, Roseanne Barr, ladies and gentlemen. Because you didn't? (laughs) I'm just saying. Because you can't help yourself? (laughs) I mean, she did, like, she did try to come back and say, like, oh, I thought the bitch was white. Bitch. Lies. Because you can't help yourself? Yeah. I just... Just can't. All right, well... But Monique, who also wanted us to boycott Netflix... Because she was getting $500,000, so we should all feel bad for her, um, wants us to forgive Roseanne Barr. So you sit with that. Um, yeah. I, I, I think, Kay Savage, you should, you should go first on this one. Because I feel like you have something bubbling over there. I don't. No? I mean, I got her podcast lined up to listen to maybe one day in case there's something less interesting in my podcast list that I want to listen to. But now I can just eliminate it from the lineup because mm-hmm. um, I just I cannot, you know, some of your problematic opinions that people have and, and positions that they take. I could be like, you know what? I don't really fuck with that. But, you know what I'm saying? That's not going to stop me from fucking with you. I can't defend anyone who is defending Roseanne and I can't support them. I don't want to put no money in their pocket. And mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, she should be lucky if anybody offers her 10 grand next year. So that's that. I mean, cause like she, she just basically pulled a Chrisette Michelle and like, I don't understand. Cause it's like, you know, you cannot step out there and do some anti-black shit and be like, Oh, black people mad at me. You know what I'm saying? We, we was kind of, ca- you know, we weren't caping for you, but we was rooting for you, you know? And now do a bunch of anti-black shit. Like she we, was we doing. Can't even cheer for you. She was doing some anti-black shit, and then she did a a show. Was basically like, "Hey, let me, you know, put a sound, put a laugh track to my racism, and let me top it off with calling a black person a monkey." Oh my bad. I thought the bitch was white. Oops, I made a mistake. Maybe she really didn't know. No, probably did. I'm sorry. Okay. Um. Here's, here's, I mean, again, this is kind of like the Charlemagne the God thing. This is my first time hearing it. Um, full disclosure, uh, the last few weekends, I've pretty much been disconnected from virtually all media, unless maybe it's music. I've watched very little TV over the last few weeks. I just, I've just needed to disconnect for personal reasons um, over the last few weeks. So I'm kind of flying blind on some of these things. I'm still reading uh, electronic media. So I'm still getting news, and obviously because I'm, I'm publishing stuff, I, I, I read the stuff before I publish it um, through the, the various media handles. But I digress. Um, with the Monique thing, I would just like to say that I find this kind of interesting, and I don't want to I don't want to place any accusations out there that she's trying to do a switch up or whatever to, to maybe ingratiate herself to a different audience. But this is very curious, and it just doesn't seem balanced it's very i i don't know what to say about that what i will say is i'm still kind of stuck on the whole 
caping, well, not caping. Let me refresh. I'm still tripping on the fact that you're really trying to make yourself a victim over the five hundred thousand dollar thing. Mm-hmm. That was an issue for me because there are a lot of people who don't have who don't have access to five hundred thousand dollars. A lot of people who've gotten offers less than that who are comedians who are working comedians who got less than that and. Based upon what a lot of the Netflix comedians have said, including Russell Peters, who was the first person to get a Netflix comedy and didn't get nearly $500,000 and has been doing it for 30 years, um, a lot of the comedians who've gotten deals basically say, you take that opportunity and you make the most of it. So you get your listenership up, you go out there and you tore your ass off, and then when you go for the next joint... Then you kill them with the next deal because it's all about how much. Because all it's going to do is it's going to cause Netflix's uh, stock to go up. That makes your stock go up because you get the visibility. Ali Wong, I'm pretty sure did that because Ali Wong did the um, the Mad Cobra or Baby Cobra. What was that thing called? Her her that first one she did. Baby Cobra. Something like that, and it was funny. The only reason why I watched it personally because I saw, you know, when when you do when you load load onto Netflix, I saw it. But then I watched an interview with Chris Rock like maybe like a couple of days later, and he said it was hilarious. I'm like, okay, I find Chris Rock hilarious. So if he thinks it's funny, I'm going to check it out. Thought it was very good. Months later, she got another joint out. You know what I'm saying? I was curious. I was like, okay, is she pregnant? The same pregnant? Or is this a... No, she's just pregnant again. And the second one was funny. So it's, it's an opportunity. You can say, okay, I'm getting an opportunity. It's not necessarily the opportunity that I want. But at the end of the day, it's an opportunity that I could use to make moves for another opportunity, which I think as a businesswoman and her business partner, who is her husband, should have said something to that effect about. The other thing that I didn't like is she said she was the most decorated comedian in in comedy. I didn't like that because it was very arrogant one. Just because you have an Oscar doesn't mean anything. And also, I think it's disrespectful to all the other comedians out there, uh, particularly um, some more. Adele Gibbons and the other, uh, I can't remember the other person who toured with her on the Queens of Comedy tour, but I just thought like, dude, like, so what you're saying is that you are the funniest motherfucker out here. She's not. And you should like, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, even if you were at the end of the day, do what a lot of people have done. Chappelle was supposed to do three joints. He did four. He filmed one of them joints at least by himself and he shopped it. There's nothing to prevent you as as an artist who has means to an end to shop your work, set up some cameras, film that joint or whatever, put it out there, and if it's good, it'll get you opportunities elsewhere, and then you can come back and kill them later. Because who knows what could have come from you doing that Netflix deal, but you had your ass up on your shoulders, and you want to take the opportunity. So I get that you had your principles, and you felt like you're worth more. I understand that, but as like you know, black entertainers and black people in general, there are a lot of times we don't get nearly the the look that we should. But at the end of the day, it's that look and afford you the opportunity to do bigger and better things. That's why I, I ain't like so her doing this with Roseanne. I mean, she's just recanceled. I just wanted to confirm for anyone who was possibly thinking about maybe giving Monique a second chance because she's been quiet. No. Yeah, the, the Roseanne things. Honestly, I mean, I, I, I don't know why she would try to the whole sister and comedy thing. Um, I get that. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't recall any any black comedian jumping out there when Michael Richards said he's a nigga. He's a nigga making fun of that uh, the dude in the audience. I don't recall like Chris Rock or Dave Chappelle or anybody else run down the line like he's our brother in comedy. So I don't understand like. Why you feel the need? Like Roseanne put herself in this situation. 
Roseanne needs to do the work to get herself out of the situation. I don't think she can with black people, but if she's if the work is gonna be done, she needs to do it. And you got your own issues, Monique. That's how I feel about it. But I still I still love Monique. I just I'm not I'm not I'm riding with that. Uh, I love people, but I, I I'm not riding I with don't. that. I don't like people. I, I mean, she loves her as a human being. Yeah. I don't want anything bad to happen to her, but I can't fuck with her brand. Mm-mm. That did not help her I'm brand. I'm not contributing to anybody's mortgage payment who I think in any way detracts from my quality of life. Nope. And the reality is anybody caping for a bitch who caping for the motherfucker in the White House, you know what I'm saying? Nah, I just can't support that. Nope. Not even a little bit. I mean, because, you know, I am human first, and then I am black, and then I have a vagina in that order. You know what I'm saying? So That's kind of deep. Her vagina? Um, sometimes you got to think about it. <laughs> I'm black first. Unless my blackness is making me, you know what I'm saying, have to be disloyal to my vagina, and then I have a vagina first. Speaking of hoes that ain't loyal, Minneapolis is... In the news again, because they killed another black person. Surprise. Of course. And, of course, the police officers are not going to be charged. Hmm. So, yeah, avoid Minneapolis and Monique and FEMA. In Florida. Just the whole state of Florida. Florida is always a problem. Hmm. Florida remains a problem. It's Florida, man. No, man. (laughs) Yeah. So... You guys watched Love Is. Well, you know how far I've gotten. That's as far as I've gotten. That's as far. You didn't go any further. No. Why not? You had homework. I so. I, I watched three episodes. I think I saw enough to make a, a competent. You know, I can I can add to the conversation. I've only seen four because episode two is a rumor on the internet. Like it's there, it's around, but like it's not available for watching. What do you mean it's a rumor on the internet? So, like, even it's a rumor on on demand. Episode two is just not in the list. Mm. Episode one, episode three, episode four, episode five. But there is no episode two. And I think on own when I went to go and try and log in on the own uh, page, it was like log in with your cable provider, and like <laughs> it uh, had all mm-hmm. these no name cable providers, but no files. And I was like, well, they didn't have files. That's nope. interesting. And, and, and that's what made me actually go to the on demand. So, you know, I watched it on on demand, but there was no access to episode two. What was episode It's just two? like Viceland. I tried to go watch my house. Oh, I love demand. my house. It's great. But episodes one through four are not available on Viceland, nor are they available on on demand. They just the rumor on the Internet, too. <laughs> you, you could go and see a frame of the episode, but it's a lock on it. You know what I'm saying? So I had to watch and didn't know what was going on. And I was like, well, I'm going to have to wait for this to hit like Netflix or Hulu or one of those, because like I'm not watching half the season that I can't catch up on anywhere. Oh, that was the m- most problematic of all the episodes yeah, episode that's, two that's the one i was like everybody's like will you stop talking i was like i'm sorry I, and I don't see like i'm pretty sure that's the one i needed to see because <laughs> <laughs> when because when episode three started i was like we a little too far advanced here i feel like i missed a whole lot and that recap did not Still do anybody spoilers. justice well, I mean, we could discuss it because she doesn't mind spoilers. So I don't mind spoilers, but yeah. the reality is they whole prop, they whole relationship is just trash. He's trash. She's He's trash. trash. She's trash. She's trash. 
But her friends are so trash. I thought her friend was decent. I thought her friend was trying to be like, the fuck are you doing? I That's what I got, but I didn't like, get as far in as y'all. So. I need her to be like, what Maybe. you doing on some messy shit? Not what you doing on some out here, another black woman, blah, blah. I, I, I hate that solidarity bullshit. I think... <laughs> I think I mean, she was trying to like, and the some. She was trying to respectability politic her into feeling guilty. She was like, "Why that. are you calling this woman's house?" She called in the woman's house. She showed up at the woman's house like twice. Right, because I'm pressed. And I mean, it was so many problematic things in this in this TV show. Like, and then he mad because okay, she was okay. in away with the dude, but nigga, you didn't disappear for three days. Okay, like, so can we can we just do something very quickly because a quick recap? Yeah, yeah, because I feel like the audience has no if the audience everybody in the audience hasn't watched it. We're not a TV review show. We're not a TV review show, but we are having a conversation. So we're gonna have a conversation, you, like especially because you, you you made it clear to me. Like having the inside track on something, everybody else doesn't know what you're talking about. It's kind of excluding them. So, so it's about Mara Brock Akil and Salima Akil. It's loosely, actually, I'm not sure, based on their relationship. They've been married like twenty something years. They produce a lot of shit together. She is responsible for. I don't know what he's responsible she for, but she's responsible for girlfriends. She worked on Moesha, um, being Mary Jane. Uh, living single? Does she do living single? No, I'm that's sure. Yvette Bowser. So, I mean, but she's been in the game for a long time. So <laughs> it recaps their relationship. And even though we did not have access to Hotep phrasing in the 90s, <laughs> that is exactly what he is. Initially, from when he walked over to her, I was like, mm, I smell a Hotep. So it kind when of. He saw her. Yes. <laughs> Even before he walked over to her, like when he saw her, I was like, oh. So the problem no. is they are trash ass individuals. Like he is living with another woman who he was in a relationship. It's quite unclear when that relationship ended. Officially. Officially. Yeah. Is it over? I think it's over now, but when it actually ended is quite unclear. So he's living with this woman and, you know, he runs into her and then he sees her again like a year later. He walks up to her in this store. He's in his drawers. Did we ever under, did we ever figure out why he was in his underwear? No. And honestly, I would not have noticed he was in his drawers. Trying to swoop in before his friend do. Mm Mm-hmm. He's walking around. That was the first, when he saw the first time. The first time he saw, he was trying to. The second time friend had a baby, so it didn't matter. But the second time he saw, he's walking around in his panties. Like, Panties? Underwear, drawers, Yeah, I don't box of briefs before people were really wearing box of briefs. Uh, but anyway, uh, I, I I honestly, I would not have noticed because I wasn't paying attention. You pointed it out to me. I still didn't notice. Um, and then he referenced the fact that he was walking around in his underwear. I, said, I guess he's walking around in his but underwear. There was never any explanation for why you walking around these streets in your underwear. Like on so, in the middle of like LA. Because mm-hmm. he trash. He's trash. So he gives her a ticket and is like, hey, somebody's going to be performing. You should come. I'll meet you there. Oh, yeah, the jazz joint. The jazz joint. Yeah, that was a big deal. The ticket that the girl turned down and was like, "Uh, how about you scalp that and give me some rent money? The girl who he was living with, who maybe he was in a relationship with then, it feels like it, but it's not clear. I felt like they were in a relationship. They was at least bumping uglies, at the very least. 
And I feel like he sold her some dreams, like when like he was gonna do. Oh, it. I feel, I feel like he definitely sold her some. Dreams. I feel like, I feel like he was, he was on his Lawrence. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel like he's like, I got some dreams, and she was oh. like, and he probably was a little more. Lawrence isn't gonna be on Insecure this season. That makes not me as sad. Lawrence. I think he's gonna be on there. I think he's just not gonna be on as Lawrence. That's what that's the caption I saw. He's not gonna be on there at all. Mm-mm. He's not on at all. What would he be up there as? I don't know. That's just like he, it, it, the way the caption read is that is like he won't be on um, Insecure as Lawrence. That's what it said. That's the, with the caption. But again, I didn't read the whole. I didn't read well, the article. Well, he has said he hasn't filmed. So okay, I didn't read the article. So like you Sad know, for that eye candy because he's a trash and individual too. But he is. So anyway, so on this, so episode two, Christy is when they go on their like first date because she wants to give him back the ticket and he, he refuses. Did we also mention he's homeless? He's staying on. We stand with his girlfriend, not he's girlfriend. Homeless. He has no job. He has a a kid somewhere that is briefly mentioned in the. Did he? Yeah, when when Ruby is like so. When are you, what are you gonna do? You you have no job. You have a kid and something something. You're right. So I we don't really that. hear about this the kid. kid the for no, yeah. he talks to it's the like, kid like in like passing. episode four or something. I think. Okay. And on this date where they end up talking for hours and hours, they're like, "Oh, I love you," and she's like, "Oh, I love you too." Like legitimately, like I love you. Like, oh, I love you too, and that's like the thing. Like they're like, I, I know I've only known you just for, but I love you. I know it in my bones. I can. I can mm-hmm. feel the love. It was, it was, it was, it so was. It, some, some of it was like it's also he's living in his car. He's like broke down in front of her house. Uh, yeah, he's like bathing and I don't know, I don't know where he's bathing the gym. Did he or something. shower at her house because he ain't had nowhere else to. He did, and then he put on those same living in the car clothes. So it's just. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I I guess if you look at it. From a very different lens of okay, despite his particular situation, she was able to look past that and and see him as as a person, and you know, as someone who's successful. I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just saying I guess that's what you're supposed to get out of it. I'm not mad at the get past all of that shit. I'm not even mad at that. I'm mad at the writing. I'm mad at the acting. She can afford that. What I'm mad at is the fact that in the scenes that are supposed to be them in the now, you know what I'm saying? He's still some trash. He's he actually more trash now trash. than he was back then. Because how you want to be mad at what she wearing and, and, and then act away, you know what I'm saying, until she go and change her clothes. Meanwhile, you look like you about to roll into Walmart, you know what I'm saying, with your motherfucking dashiki on. And then let's talk about the casting. How is it that you got a woman who is actually her age, but then you get a nigga that's like 10, 15 years older than what dude actually is because you want to come off more distinguished? I can't fuck with none of this shit. And also the problem I have with the casting is... Mar Brock Akil is brown. Why? Right. Why are we still right. doing this uh, light skin chic ambiguous. shit? Right. Oh, who's brown? I'm sorry. Mara Brock Akil in real life, she's brown. Mm-hmm. She's a brown woman. Mm-hmm. The actress that they chose oh, to play she her is for, she's for whatever, fair skin, yeah, yes, and it yes. goes along with the same like you know light skin lead, dark skin friend who's there to like inject some wisdom. And uh-huh. I just feel like, girl, you've been doing this long enough. You should have better tricks than this. 
And you can't even say like, oh, she has to appeal to certain whatever audience. It's on own. They got like 38 different Tyler Perry shows. Right. And that, that Tyler Perry is trash of a whole nother level. But, <laughs> I don't know who that woman is. You know what I'm saying? I've seen her face before, but I don't know her by name. So the reality is there's enough brown-skinned women out mm-hmm. there that could have totally filled the role. And it's not like they went with a star. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So it's not like they could say, oh, well, we wanted this person for the role. You know what I'm saying? They went with whoever they went with. And that's fair if that's who they personally wanted. But the reality is it's just not a good casting choice. No. And coming from black people on a black network, it's like, do better. Do better, better. I, that's how i felt it just i just felt like the production value was bad i thought the writing was bad um i just felt like there's just a lot of just the, the, like i felt like it moved i know they're trying to like build something but it felt like dumb slow i just felt trapped while i was watching it <laughs> i'm not going no i'm for real i was like at, very, at this point i'm hate watching it so yeah, i was very frustrated when i was watching it. i was like i was like i don't i, I can't like get into this like i'm like i, I felt like this is all just bad and i don't know I wanted to cape for it because it's a, a black show with, you know, black producers, I guess they're All black writers. Good. Yeah. But it's, 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 and you know, it's but don't just give me championing anything, black love, yeah. but this is trash ass. This is the black love you don't want. Yeah. This I mean, it's, like it's, it's like power. That champions that black love too, oh, kind of. But like, at the end of the day, uh, that's not the type of love that I'm going to, I'm, I'm not... Just because it's black doesn't mean I have to support it. I mean, I want to support, huh? Why are we defending ourselves? We're not defending ourselves. I'm just, I'm just stating how I feel in terms of like you know, because I think it was very clear (laughs) when I first started watching it. After the first twenty minutes, like, why are we watching this? I'm not liking this. Can we, can we watch something else? I was like actively complaining, which I don't normally do, but it was. It just, I just didn't like any of it. It It's just I had way too many questions. The girlfriend that he was living with, or whatever. One minute she's like super mad at him, and the next minute she's trying like you know kind of give him some ass. And the next minute she's mad again, and she's telling me it was it was just way yeah, it was it was it was all over the map, and none of it, none of it, none of it made me feel like I can I can relate to any of these characters except for maybe dude's friend. Dude's friend was kind of funny, but he was trash. but he was kind of like a low budget like dude from uh what you call it from, from Insecure from, oh. from Insecure. Remember the friend like yeah, uh, Lawrence's oh, boy. Lawrence's boy, the, uh, the dude. I think his uh, name is Chad. I'm not sure. Yeah, I can't remember either. But yeah, that's what he kind of reminds me of. I felt like the it was like a down. The hoe. Yeah. Yeah, the hoe. Mm-hmm. I, I feel. I feel like a lot of these characters are lower grade versions of characters we've seen in different shows as of late, and yes. being thrown and all less together. Less fleshed out, less less complex, uh, yeah. and have more time. You know what I'm saying to tell the story. And I feel like with the actors, I saw the dude that plays the main character, played Lala in Black Lightning, and I found him entertaining in that. Mm-hmm. Um, Kadeem Hardison is a capable actor. He's still funny, obviously. He can still do that. I felt like they have people that can, and I thought the friend also mm-hmm. was good. I feel like they have people who can execute, but I just feel like the writing, one, is lacking. I feel like the production value looks like like somebody's not perhaps... Filming on good equipment with good lighting. I don't know. It just it feels like somebody made this shit on a I don't know on a very shoestring budget. It doesn't feel like somebody put a whole lot of energy in this. Feels like the room. <laughs> <laughs> I feel 
it did not put way more drama into some regular ass situation which is that you met a nigga who, you know what I'm saying, for all intents and purposes, from the outside looking in, it's like, for real, that's what you're going to hit your wagon to. That's all right there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like they're trying to make it seem, you know, more adventurous or something, more more, more something than it actually was, which is, you know what I'm saying? You met a nigga who was some trash. and He probably you know, dicked you down. Well, he proper. was at a trash ass moment in his life. Well, they didn't you know make it saying? look like that, though. Well, I think that's I, what That makes probably it, happened in real life. Well, I think that's what makes it seem so, like, kind of unrealistic. Like, even when all of the gloss and the glamour is taken off and, like, he been married, he got a kid, he living with his other broad. Like, at no point does it ever really reveal him to be as bad as it looks. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like this is, you know, to me, this is a play on what we talked about a couple of weeks ago with, you know, uh, Dwayne Wayne yeah. and the nice guy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's all about the nice guy and how this is written is all about, oh, well, you should just give him a chance. If you would just get off yours and give him a chance, if you would just lower your standards. Because all she's doing, it, you know, the first episode that I saw is ranting and raving about how what she wants out of a man and what she not going for and blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? And it's cool if you met somebody who made you say, oh, well, maybe those rules that I had were kind of dumb because you know what I'm saying I'm feeling this dude despite all of this other stuff going on but if the real love story is I fell in love with this dude despite all the other stuff going on then let's not try and make all of the other stuff that's going on look better than what it is because I feel like that's what the show is attempting to do make it look better than what it is it's basically propaganda <laughs> it is I mean it's basically propaganda for like black woman if you want to get married Climb, please climb from your high horse. Yes. Yes. Settle. Yes. And then you can be married for 20 years to somebody who ain't changed. That's and, and damn don't big. be mad or bitter if you're the hoe that carried this nigga, you know what I'm saying, until he fet, found the unicorn that is going to carry him along. I just. Because he, cha- he helped you in the bathroom when you had lipo. I just. I don't I don't understand why she felt inclined after his because his behavior there was a lot of things that he was doing and some of the stuff you didn't see in episode two where he was doing things where they made it seem on the other side like there's some nobility to it like him helping old girl I can't remember her name but the one he Ruby. lived with Ruby helping her after she had surgery elective surgery or whatever. I mean, that's cool, but you could at least convey, like, okay, this is what's happening. He, no, he closed the door in her face. But he when didn't. She, that's what I'm saying. That's so that I was yeah. like, I don't understand. Like, off, after the other inconsistent things that you've done, if somebody then comes to you, like, yo, why did you do these inconsistent things? And you could Look. proceed to close the door in her face and then walk away. I'm like, dude, like, why would you then consider, like, entertaining them further? Right. right. But if somebody showed to your door for the second time, for the second time. Yeah, she shouldn't have to ask the first time. And after the second time somebody, asking. And, and, but wait, the person you taking care of, there's, she laid up in the bed with her fat draining. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no risk Literally. of her getting up and being like, what you talking about, Leroy? Like, none of that is going on. So the reality is all he actually needed to do was step outside, close the door behind him, and be like, look. My roommate has a serious medical emergency going on right now. And I would be a shitty ass human being if I left her here in this lurch like this. 
So I'm not going, you know what I'm saying, be able to talk to you because this is pre-cell phone people. He was at a payphone. I'm not really going to be, you know what I'm saying, in contact for the next couple of days because I got to take care of this here. And the reality is I promised her that I would not tell anybody what is going on with her. So, you know what I'm saying? We just going to have to leave it at that. And she could ask a million and one questions later on, but he actually owed her an explanation then and there. And it's really easy to say medical emergency, catch you when I catch you. You know what I'm saying? He ain't have none of that. There's no consideration, no nothing. And it's all about, oh, my principles. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to have to betray one woman to not betray the other. And it's like, come on now. So, no, I mean, and you actually encapsulated actually how I felt. So, my question is, after all of that, what would make you want to go back and entertain this dude after that? So, I think it kind of plays up on the idea of... I mean, I ain't had sex yet, so nothing. Yeah, because he, I forgot, because he was like, it's She did Ramadan. see him in his underwear. Maybe that was. He ain't laying no pipe now. So. I mean, look, just because you see somebody in the underwear, just because they packing, don't mean they know how to lay it. Right. So, that has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> I was going to so, say something wholly inappropriate. So, I mean, I think it kind of wants to play up this, you know, idea of romanticism and it's. You know, like, oh, you know, look at all the things that they endured. And now they've been married for 20-something years. And it's just, you know, it's a beautiful love story. But, you know, no love story is perfect. It's got these bumps in it. and That's true. I agree with no, that. No, I mean, it is true. Yeah, but, but I mean, this is like some, yeah, I don't know some if this problematic is yeah. from the shit. It's, it feels very written by a hotel. Like, look. All y'all got to do is support these black men because, you know, these black men sometimes are going through things because, you know, the man, the white man is trying to keep him down and they're really trying to destroy the black family. And so if you don't stand beside the black man, then you, sister, queen, empress, goddess, you, too, are participating in the destruction of the black man and the black family. Because we're for breeding and showing. That was pretty good. Is it that bad? It is. It is because I think so I, don't be saying, I don't have to say that shit. <laughs> like, like, I'm like, is this without? Because like, there's this idealization <laughs> of the friend with the baby in his relationship. Now, how are we gonna idealize a situation where you know what I'm saying? She done walked in, and you know, they done had a baby, mm-hmm. and. His whole thing is, well, at least I'm here. Like, he thinks he's doing something because he's physically there. Meanwhile, you know what I'm saying? When dude was asking him some questions, he was like, I don't know nothing about her. He, she's just some girl I had a baby with. Like, he still, I'm, he I'm was confused. on the internet, like, trying to hook up with women. I'm confused. Like, you get I mean, when the baby got to sleep there, sometime, you know, when the baby sleep, you know. Even though, but, 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 <laughs> and that's why he got the little piece of chicken. <laughs> He didn't get the big piece of chicken? Fuck no. And she told him the little piece of chicken is yours. And he was like, where's the big piece? She was like, you ain't do nothing in this motherfucker. Oh, there you go. But even that is still in its own sort of way idealized. And and, and, Mm -hmm. and the craziest shit about it is what's idealized is that basically you should have a woman who does all of the mental and emotional labor. And that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Because like, you know, you there. You showed up. Yeah. I mean... I don't have anything to add to that. <laughs> I wanted to say something like profound and shit, but true. I mean, okay. We just need better stories. Yeah, that I mean, that's what I was gonna say. Um, yeah, I, I just feel like this is probably not the story to lift up. Like, yeah, look at this. I'm not saying there can't be elements of it, but the way this has been told from what I've seen, I don't think this is necessarily the story I would want to look at. Like, yo. Th- 
this could happen to you too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Impressions could happen to you too. Also, you can be running down the street with a bucket of chicken. That could happen. Uh, a lot of things that could happen. I'm just saying, like, you know. I just feel like this. You know, their love story is not the love story that I want to emulate. That's Mm-mm. one. And I think that, you know, when we talk about people who put their love stories on TV, whether it's romantic comedies or, you know, people with their version of, you know, their, their TV version of, you know, what their courtship and what their relationship looks like. I think the one thing that we have to remember, and especially, you know, those of us who have our own, you know, like TV, you know, romantic comedy in front of us, you know, with parents and grandparents who've been married for forever. The reality is, all of these things may be great. It works for them. But let's be able to take a step back and look at the toxic shit that maybe we don't obviously want to replicate in our own lives. And I feel like, you know, it's cool that they've been married for 20 some odd years. I don't want their marriage. You know what I'm saying? Lots of people do. Good for them. But I think that, you know, when we... We, we got to be able to talk about the obvious flaws in people's relationships. And, and we got to be able to talk about the obvious flaws in people because the reality is there's all kinds of toxic shit that we inherited, you know what I'm saying, or picked up from good role models. You know what I'm saying? And so I feel like I think it is a cause to celebrate that people have managed to stick together for 20 some odd years, no matter what, because they appear to be, for all intents and purposes, happy, relatively happy, mm-hmm. happy. You know what I'm saying? It's not fuckery that everybody wants to put up with, you know what I'm saying? But they are happy. But I think that we need to really acknowledge the fact that all long term relationships, even in their happiness, aren't healthy. You know what I'm saying? All long term relationships aren't, you know what I'm saying, healthy, mm-hmm. even if they're unhappy. And we need to take a look at all relationships that we see model for us and say, you know, that's clearly not a healthy dynamic to be in or a healthy dynamic to model, you know, and be able to, you know, take the good that we see and take the inspiration, but also be critical and say, I don't want to duplicate that for myself or be able to say that's a dynamic that I wouldn't go for. So I'm glad that she could work past that. I couldn't, or I'm glad that he could work past that. That's not me. And I think that a lot of times when we talk about relationships, we always look at long term commitments and say, oh, that's a great thing. And it is, you know, there's definitely some good to it. But there's also a lot of things that should be, you know, looked at and critically analyzed and evaluated. And it's all right to say, you know what I'm saying? There is some good here, but there is some trash that needs to be thrown out. Yeah. So, long and short of it is, it's trash. I don't like that show. <laughs> <laughs> That's the long and short of it. I, I don't, I don't, I don't dig it. I don't plan to watch it anymore. Well, it's really bad. Um, and I thought they had like the other show that they had on own Black Love. I thought that was that was them too. No, that no, was it. It wasn't oh, Barbara okay. Kill, but it was just okay. yeah. But I think that I felt like that show was very. It was done very well. I saw and pieces of it. That's when they were doing the interviews mm-hmm. with the people. I only saw like parts of episode three, but it was interesting what I saw. Because it also highlights the fact that like, okay, we've been, you know, people who've been in marriages for varying amounts of time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, you know, this is not easy. Marriages work. And these are some of the things that we've been that, through. That is the theme of that show. Or, you know, these are some of the things that we're still dealing with. All walks of life, too. Right. We had people who were like, you know, Christian gospel singers, mm-hmm. to people in Hollywood, to just everyday people. 
people who were like, you know, yeah, and all, all walks of life, all going through. And the main theme is it takes work, love, and consistency. That's mm-hmm. well, Without saying, bitch, you need to settle. I'm sorry. Queen, you need to settle. And I think that, you know, settling looks different on the inside than it does on the outside. You know what I'm saying? So, Can you elaborate on that? Well, I mean, like, clearly Mari doesn't, Mari doesn't think that she settled. You know what I'm saying? She good. She, she made a show about her life and she trying to say, hey, you know, look, I'm a good example of what black love looks like. You know, look at us. You should be like us. And I mean, the reality is anyone who makes a TV show about their relationship is saying you should be like us. You know what I'm saying? You may not be saying we're for everybody, but you are saying we are a good example of, you know what I'm saying, what there can be. Um, And I think that, you know, on the outside to me, it looks very settlesome, but you know, she happy. Um, So I think that, you know, a lot of times, especially, you know, in our relationship with our really close friends, Sometimes we actually have to say, if you like it, I love it. And, you know, mm-hmm. actually mean that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, if you like it, I love it. You know what I'm saying? Because I love you and I want you to be happy. And this ain't what I would choose for myself. But good on you. You know what I'm saying? It takes all kinds to make the world go round. And so I think sometimes we have to be careful about, you know, just because you think someone is settling doesn't mean they think they are. Right. True indeed. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I just don't like the show. Um, so, <laughs> no, and and for valid reasons, I respect it. I'm just going to continue to hate watch it. Yeah, I I, I would yeah, like. There are something. some shows I can only hate watch, but so many shows, and I feel like I'm gonna reserve my hate watching for for power for a little while longer. And watching Snowfall might become hate watching. I'm not sure yet. So I I enjoy the characters. But there are things about me about that show that also frustrate me. But it's a different type of hate watch, though. Well, you know. But has anybody have have either one of you seen Who Is America? The Sasha Baron Cohen. So I watched that one episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, man, that dude's a genius, man. What did you think? Hmm. What did you think? I tried to watch starting from episode one uh-huh. when he was interviewing Bernie Sanders, mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't know, I need to, I need to be in a, I need to be in a different kind of headspace because you already know what happens in episode two. Yeah, um, and I, Bernie Sanders, the Bernie Sanders interview was pretty mild. Not everybody gets yeah. the same. Yeah, yeah. Bernie Sanders was like, you know, are you okay? You know, mm-hmm. is 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 there something? But I saw like parts of the clip of oh, the uh the the, the Was he from Georgia? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Spencer. His last name is Spencer. Uh, it, so before we talk about that. Oh, wait, did you see the NRA was, did you see the one with the NRA joint though? Did you see no, that one? No. Okay, so I that was that whole episode. That shit right there. Okay, so okay, so the NRA one before. Okay, before so the, Spencer. Yeah, yeah. So this is episode one, and he literally sits down with uh, somebody who's a very big advocate and media figure for the NRA. I can't remember the dude's name because I don't care. Uh, but 
it's on the show. You can go look was it up. Was it the black guy? No, it's a white dude. Oh. Um, and and basically he he gets on there whatever, and he's pretending to be an Israeli like special defense tactician, <laughs> like the dude Spencer from Georgia, same character. <laughs> and he goes and sits down with him whatever. And Wait, just, I gotta interrupt you. It looked like the fakest makeup from you know <laughs> what I'm saying, like through the TV screen. So if a motherfucker show up in your office with that shit and you fall for that shit, you deserve all of what you. But got. he got so many people though. He got Dick Cheney with that same. The he- makeup looked like a bobblehead. <laughs> <laughs> you have to watch the clip. Just watch a little bit, just to see the makeup, just to see, girl. Yeah. So. This man literally got him to do the the NRA dude to do a PSA where he's like you know basically advocating for children three years to, to have guns or whatever. So it's puppy pistol and tell <laughs> tell me how you use puppy pistol. Well, you take um his food and you put it into his belly and then you point his mouth at the bad man. Yeah, and then he does like a nursery. He does a nursery rhyme song for it, whatever. And it's like yeah, so you just point it at the bad man, make sure he takes a long nap. I was like. Like, like that, <laughs> and he said it so fluently. Like, yeah, I've been waiting to say this. This is, and it's just so many people were like on board with this whole puppy pistol, and it, it, it was crazy. It was crazy. So, and people were getting mad because now they're being found out. So like, oh, we were duped. I'm when white to say men, this, when white men tell feel white comfortable? men, lies, and when they get like all excited about white men causes, you know. And white men lies would be things like smoking executives, you know, tobacco executives telling you smoking doesn't cause cancer. That's a white man lie. Like when white men obviously lie about some shit that they know that like I don't even understand why I gotta tell this lie, like, but I'ma sell it anyway. <laughs> Those kind of white man lies, right? White man lies and white man crazy. Now white man crazy is like when this is when these dudes were super excited, I mean beyond jazz about talking about kids holding guns like i find that shit to be scary and i'm not gonna watch any more of this show because i don't need to see more white men scary or more white men lies than i have already seen on the regular news as it is every day because we got the scariest white man as a president so they enter i saw an interview of a a white woman who was on she was also on the show. I don't know if her episode is aired. She was on The Bachelor. I, I saw that. I and saw pieces of it. They were talking to her. She's. They were like, "Well, why did you, you know, why did you say these things?" And she's like, "Oh, you know, they had me in this room, and they took my phone, and they wouldn't let me leave." And they're like, "Well, you didn't have to say what they were telling you to say." And she's like, "You don't understand. Like, they had my phone. They were like, but you were. This was filmed in America, right? Like, you could leave if you wanted to." And she was like, but they had my phone and, you know, I just, I don't, I just didn't understand why they would choose me to do this to me. And I, you know. Was it a white man lie? Did she have the look on her face that like, even I don't believe this, but I'm mm-hmm. going to tell you this. Right. Mm-hmm. See, I don't think they had my phone. <laughs> yeah. The NRA dude was into it though. That was the difference though. Like the NRA dude and the dude Spencer. He was totally into it. And he played in on my fears. Like, dude, you were into that shit. Like, see, this man, it talked you into dropping your, your pants and showing your ass on camera. While screaming, nigga. No, nah, he didn't scream, nigga. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He, 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 was, he was like, I'm, I'm going to touch you with my butt. I'm going to touch you with my butt. Back. 
gotta rub it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> their fear of homosexuality would disarm them, and they wouldn't know what to do. That, that was that was the logic for that. But if you saw though, okay, so the, the the funny joint is like if you go if you watch, you know what? I feel like I'm gonna have to pause this real quick because I literally got to pull up the part where they show you like people from Congress reading. Like you know stuff like the, like the Cardi B is like like the Cardi B is like these are things that are like the Cardi oh B God. and the Wiz Khalifa. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was like the Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, yeah. You find this and you find this in your in, in your in your in your blood Wait. or some shit. The Blink One Eighty Two and the Wiz the Khalifa, Khalifa and the Cardi B. Your heart. Yeah, yeah. And then reading this Cardi shit. Cardi B. It goes from it goes from in your heart to the Cardi B. From the Cardi B to the Wiz Khalifa. What in the world? <laughs> they were reading this shit. I'm like, dude, like y'all have no idea. <laughs> you guys are elected officials and you have no clue. They are fools. It yeah. was just a stream of bands. Yeah. <laughs> and they and they were like, and they were this is their plea to actually get the the NRA to like, you know, like yeah, yeah. Like we, we, we want we want to get a program where we can like teach uh kids to be like, you know, proficient in guns by four years old. That would be awesome. You know, like because sure kids don't have consciousness at that age. You know, they just shoot people. They, you know, they see somebody say Alu Akbar, they just like pull out a gun and shoot them, you know? Ha ha ha. That was a joke. That was like he was he was into that shit. So I I just think, you know, it's 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 fun. It's also um a character where <laughs> Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen um, uh, plays an NPR dude, and he, oh, yeah. I and saw that he has a battle rap. Uh, he 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 gets into a battle rap contest with, with a yeah. No, I saw the one where he's at dinner with the the two. Yeah, that was, that yeah. was episode one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he also that same dude. Like, yeah, my my daughter. We just let her free bleed. Yeah, all over the American flag. And yeah, they were like on a flag. <laughs> <laughs> They were surprisingly composed, though. They were. They were surprised the entire time. They were surprised. You can see composed. the wife just being like. The husband seemed to be more understanding. He's like, he's like, like why, why? She was just. She said, "Honey, don't judge. Don't, don't, don't engage." <laughs> but uh, when he has this battle rap with this dude, it's hilarious. I mean, but no one can can take you so far outside of yourself that you will say things that you feel that cool. you don't feel. Right. Yeah. That's if what you it comes down rubbing to. your butt on somebody and screaming nigger, 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 you know, that's that's definitely somewhere in your spirit that yeah. you're okay with these things and you feel like you are amongst friends. And it's like, oh, well, this is okay. Yeah. This is okay to say because we hate blacks and we hate Muslims. And so, yeah. And it's very, and, and the funny thing is that we, that like uh, Spencer, who didn't want to resign at first, failed to, to recognize and or admit to, because, you know, he's white and a man, um, well, Sasha Baron Cohen didn't actually tell him to say nigga. He said that shit on his own. That was on his free will. He said use the N word, and he said nigga, nigga, nigga. He said no, that's not the that's not the N word I told you to use. That's not that's not the N word. So he, in his mind, like yeah, that was the N word you chose. We talking about terrorism. How are we jumping in? I'm just saying. So I think well, I think you know, they call them fan niggas. So I mean, you know, we all they all, they do. We are all niggas. They do call them saying niggas. I saw that in the casino. They don't actually care. He didn't say sand nigga saying he said nigga. Well he wasn't specific. I feel like it's sand nigga is very specific. Well, what, I think. But, what he, but what he knew is that the terrorists knew right. who he was talking to. Okay. There's also the upskirting with the the selfie cam. That was also that for Burkas. 
there's a whole there was a whole bunch of things in that Spencer thing that were just like a he's got he's got a, a number of issues. But that you know that's what happens when you know you 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 feel your privileges at risk. It's the type of person you become, or the type of person you are, starts young. But anyway, um, anything else? No, I'm I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I gave y'all all of my stuff. <laughs> love, love is, is oh, calm down. Shut the up. audience listening. Shut up. <laughs> oh, shout out to Cardi B for taking extended maternity leave. She said this baby broke me. She broke my ass. <laughs> I'm glad she was also able to realize, like, hey, this postpartum thing is real, and I just kind of need to work on myself and. Make sure that uh, I come back at my best. Um, I thought I was going to be able to come back in like six weeks, and that's some bullshit. I can't. I have a, a real boss now. This baby is my boss. She's a whole ass boss. So thanks, Bruno, but nope. I'm going to sit right here and raise my baby. Culture. Cephas. I, culture Cephas. I, I appreciate that. Um while she does not sound like the most articulate person when she talks, I do appreciate that she she seems to come from a genuine place when she talks. And I a, and feel a, like I have to challenge that, too, because I feel like, what do we mean by articulate? Because she gets some really complex thoughts out there. People understand what the Okay, I can get complex, but sometimes I'm not articulate. <laughs> to be fair, sometimes I think he means her enunciation. Yeah, uh, that's um, talking about in in terms of articulating her words, and I think that can also cause people to have a certain perception. I mean, I knew about her loosely before this show, and I just saw clips, and I just like I don't like to hear her talk. I don't like it at all. But because she's become a thing now, there's an awareness that increases. So I hear more of her and from her. I'm like, okay, I understand a bit better. But, you know, I'm just saying I appreciate, you know, she seems to be a very level-headed person in a lot of ways. There's some things, you know, I mean, you know, name your baby culture. For the culture, hello. I get it. I mean, you know, there's some there's some things that you know, I can still question, but at the end of the day, I think she's making good moves. My hope... Some really fucked up weird shit, so huh? I appreciate you get it all out. <laughs> What'd you say? I said, I'm going to name my children some really fucked up weird shit. So I'm going to really appreciate it if you get it all out, you know what I'm saying, in the beginning when you hear it to my face. Because the reality is, I mean, what makes a name, you know what I'm saying, better or worse than anything else? Like, real talk. I feel like that's a different show. You don't even use your first name, H. Lee Bennett the Third. Oh, it's H.J. Lee Bennett the Third. Uh, and it has, right. but it, it has it has more to do with, with uh it has more to do with we're being honest, uh with issues out. It's not the name, per se. There are other issues that I would like not to get to get into, like directly you right may now. Not like the people who carry that name, but ultimately what it comes down to is you don't like the name. Well, come on now, if you don't use your name. I got, I, like I got Didn't options. I got options. Gwyneth Paltrow name one of her kids Apple. Apple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think um, um, David Arquette named one of his children Pilot Inspector with a K. Uh, yeah. I mean, when you have money, you can do stuff like that, though. Uh, hopefully, that money lasts long enough where it won't yeah, impact. He's named, 
hippies and just regular people name their kids whatever they want to name them. And sometimes you just got to get out in society and see how well that works for them. That's all. I mean, I mean Badu named her kids Seven, Puma, and Mars. But I mean, you know, like, when you get down to seven, seven sounds bad when you get to Puma. It's and not Mars. so bad. <laughs> Yeah, Mars. You can at least say is a god of war. I mean, that that's something that that's like you know, like like like, like who wants this fade right here? You can at least you know. I'm pretty sure because I'm pretty. He's the baby too. So you're gonna get into Anna fights, Perna? huh? Huh? What if they just want to name you Annapurna or or Maconium? Wahir or you know what I'm saying? Something Man Man Lil Dre. These are all names, no, actually. No, but 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 I said but 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 so we, we judge people because you know what I'm saying. It's a black name. It's ghetto. It's whatever. But the reality is, somebody named you something, and that means something to somebody. You can choose to choose your own. Not name. always, because you said. But the, um, but, but the reality is, no people. People. Everybody who has a name has a name for a reason. Yeah, but the, it doesn't they mean, mean it's like a good reason. reason. Somebody named their child Menage because they. <laughs> but but the, but my point <laughs> is, we sounded nice. But my point is, we don't normally choose our names. And so we shouldn't actually be judging people for their name. Look, I got a ghetto ass name. I already know. I I, I would disagree with you. What I what I will say is, just because you have a a name that I find to be questionable, does that mean I'm going to judge you on your name? I mean, but what's not what's questionable about being it depends a upon the name. Some I mean I don't have like honestly I don't have a problem with the kid. I have a problem with Tamika. What's questionable about being named Culture? With a K. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm, I'm crazy with the K and not a CH. So I'm gonna ask you again. Yeah, I'm just. I'm just. What I. I'm pers- I personally don't feel it. No, but but I'm asking. Okay, I just said what it what, is. What, I don't feel but it. What's, but what's questionable about it? I don't feel it. That's fine. What's questionable about it? I wasn't saying culture in particular was lot, questionable. I'm just talking about people, we we got into questionable lot. names. I didn't what, say culture. I just I just I just thought the name. I didn't like the name. That's just me. Right, but, I can well, I can not like a name. You, you don't have to like it. I didn't but say I did. What's, but, but, but we don't have to throw shade on it. I already. I'm not a good shade thrower. I like 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 if I throw shade, I have to actually tell you that I'm throwing shade. I'm just saying that I don't like the name. That's not me throwing shade. If I don't like something, it doesn't mean I'm throwing shade. I just don't like it. I have the right to not like something. I just don't like the name. Is there anything wrong with me not liking the name? Or do I have to it's like the name? Wrong with you not liking the name, but it's not that you said, "Oh, I don't like her name." It's you said, "I don't remember what it was." It was like five minutes ago, but you were saying something like, "Oh, good luck with that," or you know what I'm saying, something that was really actually kind of shady about. It's her not name. good. That's not that's not shady. What I'm saying is but that I'm is. talking about I'm talking about outside. Okay, outside of a Cardi B. If you're talking about a Cardi B, hopefully Cardi B can maintain. That level of like income and and all that stuff to come in or whatever, where that name does not, not negatively Cardi impact her. But so lot, what I'm lots saying, of people, but lots of people not Cardi B actually name their kids stuff that people are like, oh my god, all the time. And the reality is whether or not you think it's ghetto or it's too foreign or whatever. What we actually as black people have to stop doing. Is throwing shade on people's names because that's a respectability issue. That's not a sh- that's not a that's not a shade on people's name. I'm just talking about in terms it, of being able is. to function and move in certain in certain but, areas. But it, but it is. I know people who got is. have names that are ghetto but on my, one my, side my, and they have a, my, like a proper my, name on the other side. But my point is, there are lots of people who don't have parents who are Cardi B who name their children that. Okay. And the only reason why they have a harder those are the ones I'm talking to. 
But the only reason why they have a harder time navigating the world is because people like you think it's okay. I'm not preventing nobody from getting a job. There's not people like me. I'm not preventing anybody from getting a job. If I don't like a name, I just said earlier that I'm not going to. But as long as we keep an attitude about what names are acceptable and what names aren't, that attitude gets to prevail in society. So the change you want to see starts with you. And if you want the kid to keep be able to get in jobs, you know what I'm saying? And the reality is we all gotta change our attitude about what somebody's parents decided to name them. I feel like I feel like I feel like that's a ve- that's a very people big decide to call themselves to empower to empower themselves. Okay, but I feel like that's a very big jump because I didn't say anything about that. I just I st- distinctly what said, said that I what I, whatever you think about the name, I don't judge them based upon their name. I specifically said that. So that's not my issue. What I'm saying is that there are there is a reality that we we live in a world and society where judgment does happen. So and what so I'm saying is when you name your child certain things, LeBron James said himself that he regrets naming his son LeBron James. And one of the reasons is like because his son was going to have to live up to the name LeBron James. It's not always just about the fact that the name itself is awkward or I don't like the name. Sometimes it's just about what the name carries with it. If you name your child Menage, maybe that child should not. I don't know. Maybe that's not the best thing because maybe because when they go to school, people going to make fun of those that's kids. That's what I was going to say. Like, I just I just think there are things you put on kids. Sometimes kids have bad names and they they got to go to school and be picked on for no reason. Also, children are assholes. Yeah, I think children are some of the biggest assholes in society, and kids gave Takia a hard go of it. Also, substitute teachers because there's no C or O in my name, so I don't know why the fuck Toe someone would call here. me Taco. No, <laughs> Taco. So well, all year maybe, long maybe I was Taco me. Bell. And, and that's just blatant disrespect. It is. It is. It's also you know, and, white and, people and don't do well with black names. Kind of she also wasn't white. Actually, she wasn't white? Okay. She was but black. It's dis- but it's disrespect that's learned. They learn that in the house and then they carry it outside. Uh, but there's also kids are just very good at being group think. So it's not even necessarily always learned. Sometimes a lot of the things we learn, honestly, are also from our peers. But I think... A, a, so when one kid does something mean, I'm sorry, when one kid does something mean, a lot of kids will just fall in line and do something mean too because that's the thing to do at that moment. I Absolutely. think the thing that you have to do if you give your child a, a name give that option. is a little bit of a lot, you have a, you have a responsibility as a parent to... Teach that child how to walk with the weight of that name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like, um, what's her name from Orange is the New Black? I'm sorry, I'm forgetting her name. Tasty? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're talking about Uzo Adoba? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. When her mother was saying, if they can learn how to say Dostoevsky, they can learn how to say your name. So it's one thing to give your child a name that is, you know, quote unquote, other or extra or different. But if you're going to do that, the responsibility of being a parent also comes with, yes, your name is a little bit extra. It's fine because whatever, whatever. Yes, your name has an apostrophe and a hyphen. That's fine. They will learn how to pronounce it. But if you don't like arm your child with that, then yes, that name for them becomes quite heavy. And that's when you start getting like, you know. T. E. Thomas on a on a resume because you don't want to go and you don't want them to see uh whatever. I'm oh, not gonna no. say and anything that might be disrespectful to anybody's name, but I think you know it's it, it, you have to do you have to no, cover and, both ends. And I totally don't respect that because I was just I had a, a Facebook conversation with a girl I went to high school with. Um her daughter, white girl, you know what I'm saying, has a name that's Italian because they are Italian American, at least her mother is. And 
the people who she, you know, goes to school with, the teachers, they constantly mispronounce her name. And the daughter is so tired of correcting them that she doesn't anymore. So she just lets them, you know, say her name wrong. And it makes my friend mad. And she was saying how, you know, like, and I was telling her, because I had posted something about, you know, to all the girls with difficult names to carry, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you have to be, you know, proud of that. You know what I'm saying? And you have to stand up for yourself and correct people. I, you know what I'm saying, learned from an early age that my name was my name. So even when people spell my name, even if they're not, it's on something that doesn't affect me, isn't going into any records, I always correct people. My name is spelled with a K, K-R-I-S-T-Y. Sometimes I start out spelling it for people just so they do get it right because I can't stand to see my name people spell it with a ch people spell it with okay a CH that makes sense i thought they were gonna say time. cr That's, that and makes no sense me off because mm-hmm. that is not what my parents named me but that is something that i took up on my own because like that that's not my name that's not how you spell it so to me that it just seems people, like if you're gonna be an actual christy that's how you should spell it if they're like christina well, it's then it's actually CH. a derivative of christ in, i i get that know, if you're but so if you're christy I'm, in my mind how my mind works Right, so most people spell it with a C or a CH. I get it. Which it didn't, I, I, but there's a blackness element bad. to me, though. So <laughs> I've been. I was named after a white girl on a sitcom. So you know what I'm saying. Okay. All right, but I've you know been what I'm saying. Correcting but people my name for is, but my name, is years. my name. And, and what I told my friend is, you have to tell her you. Her name is her name, mm-hmm. and you pick it for a reason. You know what I'm saying? And you just have to instill that in her. And eventually, hopefully, you know, she'll want to, you know, pick up, you know, understand that my name is my name and, you know, have the energy and the strength to correct people, you know, because we all have to grow into something. But the other reality is, you know, being a baby, you know, of the 70s, you know, growing up in an all black neighborhood, having gone to an all black college, you know what I'm saying? I actually felt some type of way about being named Christy, you know what I'm saying? And I really only like it because, you know what I'm saying, it's the name that I've been stuck with and I like my signature. If I didn't like my signature, I might seriously think about changing my name, but I like my signature because it's mine, you know? So we all have to grow into it. And the reality is I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan. I don't of think you should have to grow into certain things. If like, <laughs> just like, like you, I mean, yeah. I had that conversation with my mother. Why yeah. did you name me this? Why yeah. did you give me this name? Everyone right. mispronounces it. I hate it. And we sat down and we talked about it and, you know, after that, I was like, "No, nah, Takia." Yeah, yes, Takia. And I will, right. I will stop you in the middle of a sentence. There's no talk. Take Takia, Takia. We're not have well, this conversation is not moving any further until you fix your lips to say this name correctly because it's not a complicated name. It's not. Exactly. And see, the reason why I said what I said about her name, and the reason why I was so you know hype about it, is because the reality is we don't actually pick our name. And just because you have a difficult relationship with your name doesn't give other people the right to disrespect it. But okay, but that's not what was happening. My 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 conversation is when you name your children, understand what you're doing when you're naming your children. When you name your children, at some point they wait. Wait a second. Wait a second. You talk for a minute. Just let me. When you name your children, at some point. They might actually go somewhere to get a job. And at some point, that name on that resume might cause them to be overlooked because of the name on that resume. Even if they have the proper qualifications, aptitude, experience, and whatever other commensurate experience you might need to get in the door. So just certain names from that perspective or whatever. And then sometimes, like, dude, I've, I've met plenty of people with plenty of just like wild, crazy names. I taught high school for a couple of years. I've seen a lot of interesting names. Um, I'm not, I'm not, again, I'm not tripping off the person. I understand that they didn't choose their name 
And I understand that sometimes some people who are wild, crazy names that don't seem anything like their name, and sometimes they very much seem okay, like you you seem like your name. Okay, cool, but whatever. I'm not judging somebody off of their name. I'm just saying that there are implications and there's blowback and some things happen. So I'm just saying with certain names like Pilot Inspector, I'm just saying I'm hoping that money is not an issue for them. Because you go into like somebody's office saying I want a job and your name is Pilot Inspector, I might look at you kind of crazy. And I don't think I'll be like off for looking at you kind of crazy because I think you will fuck with me at first. Your name is Pilot Inspector. I think that's a natural reaction. If somebody says their name is Pilot Inspector, hire me. Moving away from culture. Or Apple. Your name is Apple. Like, word. I don't think, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Now, now again, I'm not hiring anybody. If I saw somebody at Apple, it doesn't mean I wouldn't be cool with them or that I would dislike them based upon their name or I would treat them funny because of their name. I might have questions like, how'd you get your name? Where'd that come from? What's the basis of that name? Outside of that, I don't really have no, like, feeling one way or the other. But... A name like culture. I'm just saying, my whole thing was I'm hoping that Cardi B continues to move forward and prosper. I would hope that the name culture does not hinder that child moving on in life. That's a real concern. That's a real sentiment. Has nothing to do with how I feel about that child. I don't know the child. No, but it says everything about how you feel about her name. Okay. I'm not moved by it. But it's her name. I don't have to be. It's not my child. It's the subtext. It's not even that you don't like it. Okay. I mean, Beyonce was probably a weird name when she was a child, and look at her running. It still shit is, now. but um, but it's it's I a did name not say now. That it's a weird name. Yeah, <laughs> it still is. It's it's her name, and she made it into it. And I'm pretty sure there'd be a lot of Beyonces out there now. Um, I, there's probably gonna be a couple of the Shaw Fergusons or whatever out there, whatever. I mean, you know, if nothing else, I'm pretty sure he's the NFL player. So I'm pretty sure he done. You know, uh, just saying, like, okay. So to end on a good note, y'all keep her lifted in prayer still, but Ruth Bader Ginsburg says she is not going anywhere for at least a smooth five years. That's what's up. Keep her lifted in prayer, y'all. Whatever you pray to. Put that batter in her back. (laughs) Jehovah, a tree, a rock. The North Star, the wind spirit, whatever, know. whatever you pray to, keep a lift at y'all. Doing the trees and the grass. Sandra is giving Ruth some of her life force. Girl, daily transfusion. Hey man, we, we need it. I feel like Ruth was like, "Oh, I see what this is going to be like." Like, I'm not going anywhere nah, for a while. I'm here. Yeah. For at least five years. I just want to let y'all know. What she's hoping for is that, you know what I'm saying, if she got to go in five years and we get an eight-year term, you know what I'm saying, that at least they can maybe, you know what I'm saying, have Hinder a seat in the house. Yes. Yeah. At mm-hmm. least be able to, you know, stop, uh, you know, de- declare him a lame duck, you know what I'm saying, and be like, we're not going to pass nothing next. So what I was going to say off that, I think that's a good transition. Thank you, because I meant to say this um, closing out. If you have not registered to vote for the midterm elections coming up in November, please do so. You can go online. Uh, there are a number of ways to do it. Um, also, make sure that you're still on the rolls because some people, these voter registration laws are actually pulled off the rolls without there being any any wiser. And they go to the polls to vote when it counts. And they can't because they've been pulled off the rolls. So make sure if you have a state that has funny shit going on that you check it out. Look at you, you North Carolina. Or well, more importantly, <laughs> if you haven't moved in the last year and you don't have a voter registration card by now, you need to go and register to vote. It's not very difficult. 
They make it very easy these days to vote. And also, just like... Also, some people kind of make it hard to vote. Yeah, that is true. Because we just, <laughs> I just made that statement. That, yeah. yeah, yeah. I just made that statement. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that it's easier now than it has been in the past. But yeah, you still got to do a little homework in some places. But the other thing is, um, also, try to look down ballot and just see what's going on. Don't just look at, like, the you know, the, the big fish in the campaign. Try to look further down ballot because those are the people in your local politics that actually have a greater impact on where you the live. The judges. Yeah. The um, yeah. attorney. Who is it? The, the, oh, attorney general. Attorney general. That's yeah, elected. Yeah. Comptroller, county treasurer, shit like that. Sheriffs. You can go online and see everybody's like record. and the Website, like, see what they're for. What they're for, what they're against, mm. all of that stuff. Yeah. Many places will have a voter guide available through like a paper or a public radio station. Facts. Yes, November is quickly approaching. It's almost August, so it's pretty much 2019. So, yeah, take care of that. Um, speaking of take care, please take care and have a great week. Uh, we will join you all again <laughs> next week. <laughs> Same bad time. Same, Same bad channel. Uh, what do you say? Love yourselves and love each other. You know, whatever way that means. Stay blessed, stay woke. That. Oh, you don't say love yourselves and love each other. Nah. That, oh, that well, must love be yourselves. Else. Yeah. And love each other. Yeah, every day. And whatever way is legal, not if you have to, you know, get them drunk on Spanish Fly. They want to do that. Then marry them and then pretend like that's an excuse for your raping them because people never marry their rapists and husbands can't break their wives. Signing off. T. Rich. Lee Bennett the third, <laughs> a.k.a. Da Vinci Parks. Hey, Savage. Hey. Again, ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you for your listenership. Uh, shout out to Brazil again, man. Keep doing it big on SoundCloud. Obrigado, Brazil. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Australia, South Africa, they still listening to us on, on SoundCloud, man. They still showing us love, so we appreciate that. Uh, uh, they, they give us more love in the states sometimes man so we appreciate their listenership uh, Sao Paulo and all the other provinces and you know locations and stuff within Brazil uh, I wish I could say more but all I know how to say is thank right. you in Portuguese yeah. can we visit? Uh, I can I have a visa uh, for at least another 8 years <laughs> <laughs> might be able to do something I don't know I plan to visit so um, yeah. Also, um, if you if you uh, check us out, check us out online, Facebook. Um, I'm still up in the air about Facebook, but for now, Facebook, um, Twitter. Uh, you can also check us out on the website www.flashblackradio.com. Check us out on all the places you listen to podcasts, including Spotify. So yeah. yeah. Bah, 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 bah. We're everywhere. We're just spreading like, you know, just like wildfire. But not like in California. Not not a bad wildfire. Wildfire of love and knowledge. Okay, we're out. Alright, I'm Thanks. sorry. Thanks. Yeah. Stay blessed, stay woke. Peace. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>